Merry Christmas, Hanukkah Wansika. <laughs> hey friends, Mashan D. Simon here, co-host of Before Nine, the podcast. Before we get into today's episode, uh, I just wanted to do this quick message to wish you all holiday cheer. Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year. Due to it being the holiday season, Ashley and I have decided to take a few weeks off. So we're doing a little mini break for the holiday and we'll be returning um, in the next few weeks after the new year with all new episodes of Before Nine. But we wanted to give you a little treat. A few weeks ago, just before Thanksgiving, um, Ashley and I appeared on the podcast for dear friends of ours um, called Q Points, hosted, co-hosted by um, Johnny J. Ray Cornegay, which you all should remember from our first season and portions of our second season before nine, as well as our good friend DJ Sir Daniel, um, someone who has been a near dear friend for, to me for many years, um, someone who I also call, for all intents and purposes, my resident DJ. We were invited um, to be on their show, um, their Giving Thanks show a few weeks ago, and figured it might be pretty cool to share that episode or, or a portion of that episode with you all, our listeners. Um, and so for today's bonus episode, today's holiday episode, um, we are sharing this talk with cue points, um, a talk around giving thanks. In the meantime, between time, um, we wanted to invite you all, our listeners, um, to participate in an activity with us um, that we will be engaging in the next few weeks. What is that activity you may be asking? Well, several of you all have shared with us how much you enjoy our nine questions episodes. So we're giving you the opportunity to engage with us in nine questions. So later in the season, um, Ashley and I will do an entire episode of questions, hopefully, depending upon how much you all participate in this experience. Um, so send us your questions. You can send them to us via email at before nine podcast at gmail.com. You can send them to us via Instagram or Facebook, where you can also find us at before nine podcast. Um, or if you know Ashley and I personally, you can send them to us in our, in our, in our, via our individual social media pages, email addresses, etc. It's our intent um, to, you know, to, to engage, to interact with our listeners um, more intentionally and more intimately. So send us your questions. Other than that, happy holidays. I hope you all are out there being safe, enjoying yourselves, enjoying time with your family, friends, loved ones. For those who are, you know, grieving the loss of a loved one, whether it's, um, you know, the end of a relationship, or the end of a job, um, or a transition, or any kind of transition, um, we send our love and our support and positive vibes your way. Uh, I um, know how difficult this time of year can be for a lot of us, um, being that, you know, it's been a year since my own father passed. And so I, I understand how difficult holidays can be. So my hope is that you have as much love and joy um, around you as you need in this time, in this season. Um, and we'll be back in a few weeks with brand new episodes. Um, so we love you all. Thank you all for rocking with us. Thank you all for listening to us. Thank you all for sharing um, what you enjoy about the show with those that you are in relationship with. Um, we really, truly, 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 truly appreciate it and can't thank you enough. All right. 
You all be good now. Be safe. We'll see you soon. Bye. Yes, welcome back. It is, well, it's been a minute, but this is Q Points with your host. I am DJ Sir Daniel. And my name is Jay Ray, sometimes known by my government as Johnny Ray Cornegay the third. What's happening, people? Listen, you are tuned in to Q Points, officially dropping the needle on black music history. Listen, Jay Ray, let's just cut to it. The holidays are upon us. Um, Yes, let's just cut to it. How you feel? I was just about to say, how are you feeling? So, is there a little holiday cheer in that cup? There's right there? a little holiday cheer in this cup. So, folks, we have not been live like this since September. So, yeah. and it's the holiday. So, I brought me a little eggnog. I spiked it with a little rum. It's a lot of rum in here. You know. And uh, so, I'm feeling good, Sir Daniel. How are you feeling? I'm feeling excellent. Um, we closed up shop early today because of the holiday. So I was able to run down to one of my favorite um, places to go hang out, Little Five Points. And I ran into the people of Dope Coffee. And I finally got my hands on some of their iced coffee, which is infused with spinach, which you mm. can't, can't really tell. But I'm, I'm enjoying this experience. So I don't have I don't have the holiday cheer in there. <laughs> wink, wink. But it's giving me that you know a little pep in my step, so that we could talk about all the stuff that we need to catch up on. We're gonna talk some music. We got some mm -hmm. friends that we're reconnecting with. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, I mm. am so ready to talk to these two right here. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, we got a lot to catch up on. We got a lot to catch up on. So I'm gonna read their show bio. And I actually have an interesting connection to this show that we will talk about when we bring them on. Um, mm -hmm. But so in the spring of 2018, Ashley would meet the man who would change her life forever. As she slowly sauntered into her place of work, she came across Michonne and looked curiously and eagerly into his eyes. She didn't know it then, but standing before her was the man who would become her greatest challenge and unexpected blessing. From that moment on, things would never be the same. And from that moment on, they would embark on a journey that would be a dream, dream fulfilling opportunities. In that moment, before nine was born, before nine is all the things. Uh, and what does that mean? It's pretty simple. They are both complicated, but not so complicated creatives with opinions and perspectives that are unique and often shared by others afraid to express their points of view. 
They are both unapologetically Black and are not afraid to share their opinions and perspectives about all things Blackness, popular culture, relationships, sex, and identity. And it is with that that we are going to bring on Ashley J. Washington and Michonne D. Simon before nine podcasts. Welcome to the show. Yes. So, J. Ray, while you were reading that, it sounded like the the synopsis of a really great rom-com. It did. I was like, oh, my Um, God, this is like, what happens next? (laughs) Will they or won't they? I'm like, but well, wait, Michelle, you you met me. How why, how did I meet you? I was there first. <laughs> see, see, what had happened was see, see, tell see, us see, a see. Little... you approved everything that went up on that website. So there you go. Listen, we well, we need to update that. That must be for uh, 2019, honey. See? And you can say, and this is the kind of flavor you can get on Before Nine on the Before Nine podcast. But tell um tell our audience, because we're familiar with your dopeness, but tell our audience all about Before Nine and how it came to pass and what they can expect on the show. Go ahead, Ashley. Okay, so uh Mashawn met me, first of all. <laughs> uh, we'll start there. Um <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, Mashan and I used to work together, and uh, the name of the show actually, I don't think it was in the bio, but the name of the show actually came about because we both would get to work before nine. And our friendship really developed in like that half hour to 45 minutes or so before everybody came to the office. He got there early, and I would get there early, and we just like organically would have these rich, beautiful, uh, deep, uh, enlightening, vulnerable conversations in the morning. And it just, it just bloomed. Our relationship and our friendship bloomed from there. And I know it was Mashan's idea. I don't remember the exact conversation, but I'm sure it was Mashan's idea to start a podcast. And uh, yeah, that was, we've been tight since then. So she leaves out one little piece and that's, Ashley was used to getting there before everybody. And so when I started getting there earlier than her, <laughs> it used to annoy her. <laughs> She'd be like, what you doing? Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like it it very much I, I just had the this thought one day and I was like, we should do a podcast. Like we're having some very real, very authentic, very unique, very rich conversations. And other people should hear these things coming out of our our mouths. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like this is a good time to talk about my connection to Before Nine, the podcast. Yep. So when Michonne was in, uh, Michonne actually came to me. So this is probably 2018, 2019 timeframe and wanted to talk to me about podcasting. And so the first season of Before Nine, the podcast I had the pleasure of producing with these folks. Um, and I'm so, gr- I'm just like, one, y'all got all the lessons because y'all, they edited the show. They came into this with no experience doing that, was taught how to do it. I recorded the show, they edited the show, released the show, and now they're on season three. So I'm just incredibly grateful that I got to be part of y'all launching this thing and um am happy that uh y'all are on your new season um but y'all took a break so we need to talk about this this break so y'all took a hiatus 
Um, tell us about what you did during the hiatus um, and individually and collectively. Um, what does Before Nine kind of want to say now after your break? Well, it was an unexpected hiatus. Like, let's, let's, let's start there. Uh, we got into this habit of, after everything that Johnny taught us, we were like, okay, we're ready to do this thing ourselves. Um, and so we did season two. We recorded season two all on our own, um, most of it here in my home, um, and then pandemic. Um, so um, I think Ashley had a COVID scare. Someone close to Ashley had a COVID scare. Mm -hmm. And so it caused us to think about how are we going to continue and in what ways could we return, continue? So we were very much on the fly. We were using all these websites that were recorded for us. We were calling each other on FaceTime while recording. It, it was this whole thing. Um, and then we ended season two and we just never really set a date to come back for season three. Like It was just like, okay, we're done with this. We're going to take a little break um, just sort of give us a chance to breathe. And took a while to come back. Two <laughs> years. <laughs> and so now when things years. like that happen, you know, Jay Ray and I talk a lot about this, like some podcasts, you know, they never, they just don't come back. You know, they pop and then they shake and then they're out of it's there. Out. Was there ever a moment where you, the either of you were like, you know what? We did this. We were good at it. It was cute. You know, we got some stuff out of it. We we did what we needed to do. Was there any consideration of not coming back? We never talked about it. Um, but I think it like things got so like busy and to answer part of Johnny's well, first of all, Johnny, thank you for like being there and being the foundation of Before Nine. You are yeah still at the heart of, yeah. of of before nine and i feel like there wasn't an episode either on the record or before we started recording or after we started recording where we you know we didn't speak your name and say like we miss johnny um so just thank you so much for sewing into us in the way that you did uh, i will never forget that and i know michelle will never forget that so thank you so much um but I, I think so we got so we got busy we got busy during the pandemic um to answer you know your question Sir Daniel, um, I was sewing, I sew. So I have like, I have an associate's degree in fashion design. And so I was sewing masks at the beginning of the pandemic. So maybe, well, right, not right at the beginning, whenever the CDC was finally like, hey y'all, wear some masks. Um, you know, which probably was like around April, May-ish. I was making masks nonstop. Like I, this space that I'm in right now was full of masks. I live with my best friend. I was teaching her how to make masks and we was making them, sending them out. And um, so it got really busy then. And then just opportunities came up. I was, you know, on a reality TV show um, at one point and I started writing for, for the screen. And it just was like things just kept piling on top of each other. And of course, at the same time, Mashaun is still moving and doing things and creating. And so we never have we never had a conversation about not coming back. We just weren't having a conversation at all. Um, and then Mashaun, of course, was the first one to be like, okay, well, when are we gonna start? <laughs> and we were having that same conversation for what, at least 
six months, Michelle. I'm like, okay, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, it's literally yeah. like taking us probably almost a year to actually come back together and record something. Um, yeah, and I, I'll I'll leave it at that and let Michelle answer. I mean, yeah, I'm, and and uh, there was one point where we had a conversation, uh, probably early 2021, and I remember vividly Ashley being like, "Okay, so." you know, I'm doing this and you doing this. And so let's just see after this point. And so I think we waited a couple more months and then we brought the conversation back up, but life just kept lifing. Um, And so like things kept happening in our lives professionally, things kept happening in our lives personally. Um, I lost several people in the midst of the pandemic um, that it, it altered how I just even presented in the world. Um, and so we just couldn't, we couldn't make it work. It just, mm-hmm. we would meet, we would talk about it, and we would talk about what are we going to talk about when we come back? And it just wouldn't, it wouldn't pop. But I think one of the things I appreciate is we ended up coming back when it was time to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. the fact that we are now back um, recording, um, this is our first week of the new episodes. It, it it happened when it needed to happen. And I think we both were just sort of leaning there. Like, we're not going to force it. Um, there was a period of time we were forcing it because we almost had the opportunity to record somewhere else. And we worked so hard to make that thing work. <laughs> and then we both were just like, why don't we just do what we always been doing? Like, mm. let's just... Let's just do that. It, it works for us. We know how to make it happen. And if and when the chance comes, then we'll make use of that space. It's, Go ahead, Sir Daniel. So, so I was, you know, um, it's all about timing, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't, just sitting here, just, <laughs> just listening to you all talk, I just can't help but think of, you know, this is just, this is like DC3, you know, Everybody is always asking when are, when are y'all gonna get together again. You know, y'all are making y'all are making these solo appearances in the public, and we love that. We love that. But when is the when is the group getting back together again? And this is like homecoming for you guys. This the is our Coachella. Up. This, this, this is, is your Coachella. This is Coachella. The new episode is up. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask which one of you is the Beyonce. <laughs> um, I think, I think, I think we know, but I'm not going to ask. But no, but seriously, I, it's it's great to see you all back together, and being apart from each other, and still, but I still there's still support. There's mm-hmm. y'all still supported each other even outside of the show because there's a relationship there, and you know we talked about gratitude earlier in the show, and it's like what are you what are you most grateful for in each other? as partners on the show. Like, when you think about it, you'd be like, you know what, I'm really glad Mashawn is my partner in this because, or I'm super grateful that Ashley is my partner in this because. Oh, wow. I feel like this is like a therapy session. This is good. <laughs> hey. There's um, not a couple of counseling situation. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I think I'm grateful for Mashawn and this partnership um, because of his commitment to it and um, how passionate he is about the show, about the podcast, and 
And then the relationship too. Um, he's great at building and maintaining great relationships with people. And that's a big part of the reason why our show is, is successful in the way that it is, is because we have that uh, relationship. I'm not always super great at that. And so I think if Michelle wasn't a part of this equation, if it was two of me, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm really grateful for, for that. Oh, thank you, Ashley. I mean, you know, I am amazing, you know, all those great things. And so, you know, I get it. Um, it's funny because in the episode, or episode we just recorded that's coming out in a few weeks, um, Ashley made this statement that I hadn't really considered. And Ashley was like, you know, you're the prim and proper and scholarly one. And I'm like, um, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was like, not exactly hood rap, but you were like, I'm a little more street or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we did this switch in the midst of the episode where she started talking proper because she says I'm all proper. And I was giving, you know, you know, one, two, one, three. And so I think that is one <laughs> that I appreciate about our partnership is that like we fill the slots the best way we know how. Um, and but we play off of each other and feed off of each other so well. Um like like Ashley said earlier, we used to work together. And so even though we weren't doing the podcast anymore, we still were connected with each other through work. And if it were not for Ashley, I don't know how well I would have survived that space when we were there together because there was a lot happening in my life and that space took a lot out of me. Um, and so I was having this really difficult time with work-life balance. And if it hadn't been for Ashley being there, um, I don't know if I would have been able to succeed the way that I did. And so the podcast is just an extension of that um, because we have this bond. We have this strong relationship. She's my sister. Um, um, her parents are my parents. <laughs> we talk uh, about this all the time. away from me. <laughs> Listen, I talked to Mama Washington <laughs> just the other day. Um, she told me. <laughs> and so there's this very real there's this she is she is the sister i never had and i can authentically be myself she can authentically be herself we learn from each other we push each other um and we support each other in everything that we have going on together and separately and i'm so very thankful for that so i think to that point what can it's it's been a couple of years what can people expect from this season of before nine the the podcast Michelle, i'm gonna let you take that one um i mean so there's an interesting thing happening with the season so far um which is why i'm excited so we came in with these ideas of what we were going to do for the season all of these topics etc cetera, etc cetera. And it has changed on the dime. Like we came in with with a whole season laid out. And yet I think we recorded half of that season so far. And only two of the cover two of the things we planned is when it's come out <laughs> in the season. And so we're like, okay, let's just roll with it. Which is what happened. Like season one was plotted out. And we had these topics and themes that we 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 lived into. Season two was very off the cuff. Season two was very, what's going on now? What's happening? What do we want to talk about? Season three seems to be a, a, a mix of the two. Um, 
um, just the other day, I sent Ashley a message about this guy's rant on TikTok about uh, what black men should be talking about on podcasts. And Ashley was like, well, I guess we need to talk about some of these things too. <laughs> and I was like, I guess we do. Um, and so it's just a mixture of all things. See, that first episode was very much a, what have we been up to during the break? Um, episode two, um, we, we do this thing called Nine Questions that apparently everyone loves. And so we did a whole episode with, on Nine Questions. Um, um, we're talking about Hunt for Jesus, Save Your Soul. We're, we're going to bring in guests this, this season in a different kind of way. Um, Ashley made me do half of a show talking about Renaissance. Um, mm-hmm. Like, made me talk about very much <laughs> so that's just sort of what's coming out of it it's very much what's going on what do we care about what do we need to talk about um and what's going to be fun um and entertaining all at the same time well entertaining you two are definitely entertaining Yes. Uh, together and apart, because I don't know, for those of you that are, are watching this broadcast, there is a, there's a, a bodice figure behind Ashley. And on top of that bodice figure is a hat, is, mm-hmm. a, is a crown. And the significance, if I'm not mistaken, that's the same <laughs> crown that was featured in a viral video of of Ashley doing her good old lip sync of um of ladies Queen Latifah's Ladies Come First. On. Yes. And I mean she had the she had the 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 suit, the power suit. She had the, it the, down. The it was down. And you know me, you know if as the um as the um the resident uh historian, female rap historian, I can tell you that was very accurate in your portrayal. The lip sync was on point. And you know, on on cue points, we, we're gonna drag you into a music conversation because that's what we do. And um topics. So the topic had come up. Uh, Jay Ray and I talk about stuff like this all the time. Mm-hmm. The topic came up from Rolling Stone had this article coming out came out about the top 50 greatest concept albums of all time. And we've looked at the list. We started talking. Um, I threw out something. Jay Ray was like, nah, I don't think so. We started disagreeing already on one thing. So I, <laughs> speaking of Queen Latifah, I brought up the fact that I thought that Black Rain was a concept album um, of Queen Latifah. And, and Jay Ray was like, eh, I can see where you're going, no, but no. no so I think so. I think where we'll go first is we'll, t- we'll look at what is a concept album according to like Rolling Stone or you know, and, and and we'll go from there. But we're talking about this article regarding the top 50 greatest concept albums of all time. And before Nine Crew, we wanted y'all to chime in on this as well. But J. Ray, what's the definition of a concept oh, album? Okay. So the definition of a concept album is actually pretty straightforward. So Rolling Stone loosely defines it as thematic albums mm-hmm. tied together by specific moods or interconnected songs. That is very important when I went back and I looked at their list because some stuff was on their list and I was like, no, 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 no. No. That's not what we're talking about here. But based on what they define a concept album as, it makes sense. But two things I want to bring up. Um, Oxford, this is very interesting because there's some racism afoot. 
Oxford defines concept album as a rock album featuring a cycle of songs expressing a particular theme or idea. So that was very interesting to me. And 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 I and I'm going to tell you how they got there. So in the history of of concept albums most people land on the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's, Lonely mm-hmm. Hearts Club band as the first concept album ever released. But what's interesting about that, I actually found some research. I um, was like, that can't be true. That just doesn't make sense. And there's a reason why it doesn't make sense, because it's not completely true. In modern rock history, yes, Sgt. Pepper's, uh, the Beatles. It makes sense. But actually, um, there's this really good article, it's actually from Ultimate Guitar, that talks about really the first uh, concept album being this album by Woody Guthrie. And I went and I listened to it. It's a total concept album. It was called The Dust Bowl Ballads. And he was telling these stories about the dust bowls coming through and then breaking down all these different things. And it actually ended up being like three albums, you know, over a period of time. But um, that was kind of a concept album. But so I kept going and I was like, well, let me find the black people. Like, when's the first, like, what's the first black concept album? We Q points over here. When's the black album Come on, let's get to it. This particular article raised up uh, Miles Davis's Porky and Bess as a, a concept album. And I had never thought of that record as a concept album before. Um, and that's mainly because, you know, of course, there's, there's, a, there's a, an opera, theater, you know, production of that. Mm-hmm. But what Miles did and I didn't realize this until researching for this show, is he and Bill Evans took what Gershwin did, rearranged it into this whole other thing. So it is actually a concept album where he took the concept of Porky and Bess Mm. and spun it in a completely different way and created something that was not only different it was really transformative for what jazz was doing at the time so it was a concept album so if we're going to pinpoint the first black concept album we will probably end up landing at miles davis's porky and bess um, and that was 1958 um, as the first concept album so Rolling Stone did this list. I looked at the list. I was like, oh, this is cute. Mm -hmm. I was more concerned with number one. Like, I was like, I thought number one was going to, like, make me mad. And so I'm curious to what y'all think. But I think one of the things they got right, I think their number one is really solid. Like, their number one is Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City concept album from top to bottom. It has a story. You get a beginning, you know the characters, you know his mama, his daddy is in the thing, you know his friends are in the thing, you know he going to see Shireen, he need to stop going to talk to that fast girl Shireen, we know that story because it's a concept. Mm -hmm. And um, shout out to that record because 2022, that record celebrated 10 years on the Billboard 200. 
Wow. It's been on the Billboard 200 oh, since wow. it was released. Wow. That's it has cool. never left. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So one of the things I think they got right was I think Kendrick's Good Kid, Mad City is a brilliant concept album. It explains what concept albums are. So I'm curious to know from y'all, like, what did, what did they get right? Uh, I would say Lemonade was also on that list. And, and let me, hold on, let me backtrack. So I don't, so let me just, I'm gonna just go ahead and be uh, authentic and transparent in that mm. I didn't know, I had never heard the term concept album before, you know, we got our talking points and notes for the show. And so, of course, I guess I'm going through the list. I was going through Rolling Stone's list. I was like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. Okay, I see this. I can see this. And I, I think it's, I think I wasn't aware that it was like this whole thing because I feel like as a millennial, I'm 35. I just turned 35 a week ago. And I, I, I think that like we didn't get a lot of these growing up. I feel like obviously music has changed a lot in the last three decades, three and a half decades. But I think when I was at the point of actually like figuring out what my music tastes were and what I liked and what I didn't like, I feel like there weren't a lot of concept albums, black concept albums, certainly during that time when I was, was growing up. Um, and so back to the number one, back to Kendrick, when I was thinking about concept albums, I thought about, and it's not really, but kind of, and I guess it, it's kind of obvious because it's a soundtrack, but thinking about the first Black Panther, mm. uh, the music that mm -hmm. was inspired by Black Panther, which mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar obviously was heavily involved mm -hmm. in that and that project and how the album was kind of split into two. So like one side was T'Challa, the other side was Killmonger. And it had two very different vibes, but then there was also like a story threaded through each of those. It was kind of like an a, a side and a B side. Uh, you know, one side had more like global vibes. The other side was more like California, Oakland, you know, vibes and kind of told the story of Killmonger um, in particular. Um, so I thought it was interesting that Kendrick Lamar, and I mean, he's just an incredible artist, um, in my opinion, just generally. Um, but yeah, so that that album, obviously, and then Lemonade, of course, is, you know, again, Beyonce. Um, but just really, Lemonade was, was and is, when we had our conversation, when I made Michonne had our conversation about Lemonade, or about Beyonce and Renaissance, Lemonade came up and he admittedly was like, you know, I fooled with that album. And, you know, it's, it did tell a story. The, the visual part obviously made that very clear. But if you just listen to the album, it's, it's obviously a, a concept and a great one, um, a heartbreaking one um, at that. So I knew you was going to bring up that conversation. I, I was like, watch. She's going to come up with me saying something like she's going to try in public to be like, Michelle likes Beyonce. Hold on. That's not what I said. <laughs> That's not what I said. We got it on record. But no, seriously. Um, it was interesting. So slightly, um, I think I had an idea of concept albums because I grew up in the Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson age. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember very vividly at some point in my younger years, I don't. I didn't have the language of concept album, but I had the language of, oh, there's a theme here, um, and it's a theme throughout the entire project that's interesting. 
because I had never experienced it that way in any of the other music I'd listened to. Um, so I was surprised to not see some things on that on that list, like Janet's Velvet Rope, um, mm-hmm. which I think is in my top four, if you will, of best concept albums. Um, I was surprised not to see um, anything from MJJ because several of his projects um, were very concepty. Um, there is an album that I want to say Marvin Gaye did for a movie that wasn't on there, and I was really surprised Trouble by Man. that. Trouble Man, that's what it is. Um, I was very surprised to not see that. Um, but then again, I was like, you know, as a former, as a, as a semi journalist, I know how some of these things go. Um, so I was like, I'm not, I should not be surprised that there are some things missing. Um, I was a little surprised to see Kendrick Lamar at number one. Um, of, of course, I was like, of sure, for sure it's going to be in the top five, but number one, I was really surprised by um, just because journalism um, and racism. Um, and I was surprised to see Jasmine Sullivan Hotels on there. But yeah. I was like, yeah, this is this is a very solid project. Um, I was surprised not to see Velvet Rope on there um, from Jan Jackson. I was very, very surprised by that. Uh, but not surprised to see Control. So, yeah, it was interesting engaging that list um, and seeing, like, some of the stuff from Marvin Gaye that was on the list, to see Millie Jackson on that list, to mm-hmm. see um, Donna Summers on that list. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is really interesting. So, Yeah, it's like when, they, when Rolling Stone got it right, they got it right. Yeah, but when they fumble, they fumble. Like <laughs> to your point. So to your point about control being on the list, it was so glaring to me and Jerry. We were like, "No, not control." Rhythm, Rhythm Nation, Nation. eighteen fourteen yep. is yep. a whole is a whole ass concept album. There's a whole movie, a video movie about um, Rhythm Nation fourteen where there's a storyline. Yep. Um, the education and drugs and all of that all of that is um is examined and expressed throughout that whole album the first side is dedicated to all of those things that i mentioned so i was like hold up y'all put control and i get it not you know control to me control is a is a bop album yeah it like, is back-to-back bops but rhythm nation 1814 to me should have been on that list as far as a concept album through and through even the whole the album is black and white. The videos were black and white. Every visually, everything that happened with that album meshed together to complete this whole concept. And um, as you were talking, I was also surprised that Outcast and their Speaker Box Love Below album oh, yeah. was left off of that yeah. because not yeah. I, it's not just a double album. That is a concept album. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's very much a concept yeah. album. And if you think about it. Um, maybe Aquemini could have been a concept album mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, listed for um for Outcast, and I was also surprised not to see. And I think I mentioned this to you, Jerry. And you kind of like were on the fence about it, but Sparkle, written by Curtis mm-hmm. Curtis um Mayfield, Curtis Mayfield. Mm-hmm. and Aretha Franklin, of course, singing um all the tunes on there. To me, I I don't know. Maybe soundtracks are 
kind of like a a, a cheat soundtrack mm-hmm. or a cheat code because it's a movie. And so, yes, there is a concept behind it. But I think that album still goes to this day and people still purchase it like it was made yesterday. Oh. So I think that that was a glaring omission to me as well. There were... Now, what they did get right, I did see um, Janelle Monae's Arc Android on mm-hmm. there. Total yeah. concept album. But if you look at her whole dis- discography, yes, yeah, all concept albums. All concept like, albums. Her coming out as the Arc Android, mm-hmm. as Cindy Mayweather, mm-hmm. and you know her half human, half Android concept. The whole mm-hmm. thing, all concepts, and you know maybe Arch Arc Android was like at the top of her superpowers, but yeah, black. We got black musicians. We got the concept uh, album game on lock. There's yeah. plenty, plenty that we have on there. Yeah, like um, I was excited to, to your point, Sir Daniel, see all the blackness that was on the list because sometimes this could go left. I was like, child, I don't yeah. know. But they actually did do a really good job. I will say that I definitely agree that I think the most glaring thing that was missing was Rhythm Nation not being on this list at all. I was like, that just don't make no sense to me. I was like, right. I, I, I would have just replaced Control with Rhythm Nation. But, yeah. and so to that point, I think that is my favorite concept album that's not on the list um, is, uh, is, is Rhythm Nation. Um, and that's probably... Oh, this hard. That's crazy. So Janet, by the way, so I think we all know this, but for for those who are listening, for the most part, Janet's classic period, which is the four albums, the four Control, Rhythm Nation, Janet, and The Velvet Rope. Janet's classic period. Mm-hmm. All concept albums. Like Janet actually yeah. flourished in that whole area of like, she had a story to tell and okay, well, I'm gonna just use the album to tell the story. Yeah. Um, because to Michonne's point, I was like, oh shoot, like the Velvet Rope ain't on here either. And so yeah, interesting. But yeah, I think my favorite that's that that's missing that they got wrong um, is uh, Rhythm Nation. And Sir Daniel, you mentioned a record too that wasn't on the list. So. Hip-hop, I just started thinking about all the, the hip-hop concept albums, and there are quite a few. A lot. There are quite a few um, hip-hop concept albums that, I, you know, maybe we need to do our own list because, right. it's, you know, because it's just left out of the, the greater conversation. But um, the score isn't mentioned by the Fugees. Which is weird that the score so is not weird. on yeah. there. The, the score is not on there. Miseducation is not on there yep. because that, the whole the classroom concept. No, yeah. But my my favorite concept album is Diggable Planet's Blowout Cone, which was their second and final um studio album. So good. It's it's like a black exploitation flick. Um, it reminded me of like those old school um, black exploitation flicks that you saw on TV on Sunday morning. The commercials, the musical flares in between, the 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 concept of 
blackitopol. Wait, how do they put it? Is that blackitopolation? Blackitopolation. Blackitopolism. Blackitopolism. Instead of capital. Right. Instead of capitalism. So there was that whole. It it, it was very much the fist with the afro, Mm -hmm. and you know, very much that on power on the power tip. And I lived. I sat with that album. I remember from when it came out in the fall of 94 to that following spring because it was my freshman year was it my yeah freshman year at georgia state so i just remember all of those things happening at the same time and and carrying that with me that cassette where everywhere it went everywhere i was and it just informed a lot of that time period for me and it's truly a concept album but before you two before before nine crew before y'all tell us your favorite concept albums i want to stir the pot a little bit what's the 411 or my life concept albums are one are they concept albums and or is one more a concept album than the other because i truly have my um opinion about that yeah, I have an opinion about this. Um, my life would be the concept album, I think. Okay. Um, what's the four one one? We're talking about Mary J. Blige. For those absolute, who, for those who, who are, may not know, baby, if you're listening those to two, this show, those two and of you that are know, living under a rock, right? <laughs> you listen to this show and don't know who did those records. I Wait, who's know, Mary J. Right. Blige again? Right. Uh, okay, exactly. <laughs> Come forward to the altar. What? Come to the altar. What? What? Go listen what? to our Mary J. Blige show. So, yes. What, if, what have I heard from her? I'm, okay. um, Ashley, Ashley and J. Ray. Right. Wait for my song to catch up. She is the queen of hip hop soul. Anyway, okay. So, anyway. my life, um, to answer your question, I think squarely my life would be um, the concept album of, of those two records. Uh, because there is a through line, you know, there's a, the beginning and the end, and there's a through line between each song. I think what's the 411? Yeah, it's not, it's not cohesive enough as a, as a theme, I think, to be a concept. But my life was conceived that way. Like it was conceived to be Mary talking about her life in that moment. So that's why I would consider that to be the concept album. I agree with Johnny. A hundred percent. And I I like it's so interesting looking at the uh the list and then hearing some of the albums that you all are mentioning. It's like I a lot of it I didn't so like I didn't listen to my life until I was like a freshman maybe in college, which was 2009. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I was listening to it. I mean, when did that come out? It was sometime in the nineties, I know. Yeah, 90, 94. like 95, 94, 94. 94. This is what, 94. Mm-hmm. Almost 15 years after the album, you know, was released. And I felt like I was, you know, I guess womanly enough to, to listen to it at that time. <laughs> and I felt like, okay, I'm gonna listen to this. Um, and yeah, I, absolutely. My life is the concept album for sure. So full disclosure, I have never heard what's the four one one all the way through. Really? Okay. Go never play. Go play that record. That record has. That's a time it. capsule. It's a time I have capsule. It. I have it, but I've never listened to it all the way through. Um, my life, I have listened to all the way through. Um, 
but so my life is a concept of those two my life is a concept but i don't i think my entryway to mary was through share my world initially mm -hmm. and then i ended up mm -hmm. going back so share my world has always been the one that really spoke to me but it caused me to go back and listen to what had come before it um and that's very much a concept one to me as well but of the two my life i mean yeah my life is the concept one. Awesome. yeah <laughs> yeah and you know so before so ashley when you said i guess i was woman enough to listen to my life that kind of, that made me change my mind because I, I was going in this thinking what's the 411 was definitely a concept album because technically it had the voicemail. It was the first of the albums to ever do the voicemail thing where people were leaving their voicemails, mm -hmm. their messages yeah. to Mary J. Blige. And it, it automatically, if you grew up in the 90s, hearing the, the outgoing message, the yeah. incoming message, the beep beeps the and beep all of that, mm -hmm. it, it it puts you in that in that place in that time and space nostalgia. and you can hear the progression yeah the nostalgia you can hear the progression of the the songs the searching for real love so on and so forth but i think the mark of uh iconic album uh, um a legendary album a concept album is just what you said ashley if any woman especially a black woman can pick up that album at a particular age in her life and time and listen to it and it still speaks to her no matter what her age between the time the album yep. came out and the time wherever she listens to it mm -hmm. is what makes that an iconic concept yeah. album so yeah Agreed. you are in absolutely. fact correct <clears throat> absolutely and actually always gonna ride for the black women so you know it. always <laughs> always that's what we do over here at q points too like that is one of the reasons why i think the velvet rope holds up that is a start to finish record like just play it and let it go we and have a special need to yeah, just let it go you're going to get something every time <laughs> like you're going to get something every time true um that is the oh, honorary honorary mention um oh on the tlc tip because when you Ooh. think to me because of the oh. the the messaging um it is there was nothing else like it mm -hmm. completely turned everything upside down as far as the way they presented the album like mm -hmm. i said the through line of independence responsibility sexual responsibility which was something that was if you look at it it was the antithesis of uh bbd yeah mm. and their was album the other side yep and to, here's TLC saying, uh, you know, hey, we like to get down too, but we're mm -hmm. not just going to smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Not only are you going to respect me, I, I probably do want to do you as much as you want to do me, but guess what? You need to put these condoms on. And they spoke yeah. openly about condoms. And so that was a through line throughout that whole album to me. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I, 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 one, that's so funny. I have not listened to that album in, ooh, I don't even know the last time. It plays on, it's, you know, it's a staple on classic R&B radio. So I yes. hear, 
you know, songs from that that album. I mean, Baby, 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 Baby was just on like the other day. And I was singing. Oh, I was singing. I was singing <laughs> my whole life in that car. Because I guess I hadn't heard it in a while. But, you know, I was, you know, doing a, a wine and the whole thing. But, um, yeah, okay, I'm going to go back and listen to Ooh on the TLC tip. Um, but, you know, there's another, as we, as, we, as we wind this down, I think the other thing that this... Uh, list reminded me of to Sir Daniel's earlier point um, is how many hip hop concept albums there are. Master yeah. Ace is just, and we've talked about this, Sir Daniel. Yes, Master Ace true. is the apex of his career is like these concept albums. Like when I think mm-hmm. of like disposable arts and um, like a long hot summer. Um, sure. These were underground hip hop concept albums that have like whole scripts. There's like acting wow. on the record, <laughs> like it's a whole yeah. thing. Um, but you know, don't necessarily make it onto lists like this because oh, lists like mm-hmm. this are like pulling from all the different genres. So I do. Yeah. It might be something in cue points pulling together. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because how could how could we leave her out? Missy Elliott is the queen of concept oh, album. Yeah, yeah she yeah. is. That I'm whole second record. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. So we might have to we yeah. might have to do our own list, Jerry. Yeah. We might have to do our own. Oh my God, we got to listen to so many records. But this is where we come up with, but the thing the way that Rolling Stone does it, so Ashley Michonne, um, is you get a whole group of people that yeah. weigh in to help you to get through it all, right? To help you to figure out, so to bring things to the table and to help us figure out what we're missing. So for those of y'all that are listening too, if y'all want to be down with helping Q points for 2023, figure out our concept album list, hit hit a, hit, hit us up. But um, thank y'all for like participating in this conversation. Thank this y'all. And like being here with us, and we just so happy that y'all are back. Like, yeah, like hearing y'all voices, it was fun. Y'all got new theme music, I know that. Y'all got new theme music and stuff. Like, y'all ready? (laughs) It's a vibe too. It's a (laughs) I um, some other friends of ours, friends you all know, um, were messaging me that they listened to the first episode. And both of them were like, oh my gosh, we love this new theme music. It's such a vibe. And so shout out to Samir Duncan for really helping us to fulfill the dream that we had season one. Um, and we talk about this in the episode. Like, I was just very much like, okay, let's get this done. And so we settled on something that was, was good, but it wasn't exactly what we wanted. And Samir Duncan came in um, with with the save for season three, and that music is. I sit in here sometimes, just listen to it. Like I just listen to the track. Nice. Like it's so nice. good. It's so good. So, yeah. So question: So where can people catch up with Before Nine? Where mm-hmm. can they find y'all on the socials and all of that? Oh, Mashawn, you're cueing me. Okay, so you can find us at. Uh, <laughs> On Instagram at Before Nine Podcast, and then we also are on Facebook at Before Nine Podcast. I think that's it, right? We just have Facebook and Instagram. You can find us online, Before Nine Podcast.com. There we go. Come on. 
That's in the chat. So we got that. We're gonna put that in the description. Um, and make sure because you know, we want the people to to be to be listening. Make sure that y'all subscribe to Before yes. Nine the Podcast Thank everywhere. You. Wherever you yeah, listen to podcasts, get on over on Good Pods. You know, we love some Good Pods over here at the Q Points so that everybody sure can know that y'all are listening to Before Nine the Podcast. So when I go in the listen this week, I'm going to be doing it in Good Pods so all my people on Good Pods can know that I'm listening to Before Nine. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank New you. episodes every Monday morning. New episode coming out next Monday, episode two, nine questions. I love the nine questions, by the way. Uh, so y'all were doing, y'all did that when during that season mm-hmm. one. That was yep. always so fun. Um, Sir Daniel, that's giving me an idea. Like we've never done like a, a nine question sort of thing on this oh, show. Should, that might have to be. Yes, y'all should do a it. Thing. Do that would be super fun. Like a y'all music related it. one. That'd be fun. Um, you know I'm down for it. We listen. It don't take. You don't have to twist my arm. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> So the same, Jay Ray. I'm going to point to you, like how um, Michelle pointed at Michelle at um, Ashley, and say, run down the way of how people can keep in contact with Q so, points and subscribe to the show. Absolutely. So listen, y'all, make sure that you pop on over to our website, QPoints.com. We that thing, that thing be thanging over on QPoints.com. Uh, we refreshed our members only site this week. So we got it updated with content. We got it updated with all types of stuff. So definitely the website is where you want to be to get all the things. That's it. If you are like, I love, I really love these guys. I want to support them. You can leave us a tip. You can leave us a tip over on Patreon. It's all good. That's just like, Hey, we just want to drop, put a little bit on your books just so you know, if you want to support us more, even more deeply, you could subscribe uh, and become a monthly subscriber where you can get access to all of our back catalog as well as all of our exclusive content, including, however, comma, where I do be cussing over there. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an adventure. Um, it's an adventure, folks. It is, but you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and uh, make sure that you leave us a rating uh, and a review in each of those places. And last but not least, if you are watching this show um, and you are not on YouTube, you should go on over to YouTube and you should subscribe and hit the bell notification so you get updated on all things Q points. Boom. That's right. Next week. Sir Daniel is going to be spinning for Beta Gamma Chi's um, Code Red. Uh, it's their World AIDS Day celebration. And uh, so you should RSVP over at betagammachi.org so y'all can come and hang out with Sir Daniel, who's going to be giving the kids the music yes. on November 3rd. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That'll be a great way to bring in um, the World AIDS Day celebration. And uh, speaking of concepts, you know, uh, the flavor I'm bringing, just to give you a little clue, is going to be, you're going to be hearing from artists, you're going to hear songs that spoke to the epidemic at the time, people, maybe a couple of people who have have succumbed to the epidemic, but it's just going to be a retrospect of what music um, stood for in response to the AIDS epidemic. So I'm looking forward to that. Shout out to Beta. Gamakai for reaching out to us like man i'm super 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 proud to be a part of that but j ray what do i always say at the end of every show first of all thank you Mashawn, 
Thank you, Ashley. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedules to to play with us and, you know, have a good time here with us on Cue Points. J-Ray, I am super thankful for you as my partner on this show for and making these for things happen. We have a great time over here because what do I always say every week? In this life, you have a choice. You can either pick up the needle or, or you can let the record play. I am DJ Sir Daniel. And my name is Jay Ray, y'all. And this is Q Points, dropping the needle on Black music history. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Before Nine, the podcast was created by Mashawn D. Simon and Ashley J. Washington. Our theme music is produced by Samir Duncan. You can follow us on IG and Facebook at B49Podcast. You can also find us online at B49Podcast.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, don't forget to tell your friends, family, and loved ones about us. <laughs>